Hello, fellow ghosts, demons, and cryptids. If you are listening to this, you, like me, have become curious of the ever-shifting veil between reality and imagination. You have gazed into the void and felt a mixture of fear and curiosity, and you would like to experience it more in the manner of various tales of uncertainty and peril that can unravel the fabric of one's mind in hopes that you may temporarily slip into the madness of the unknown. Either that or you are lost. Regardless, I hope you will allow me to tell you a little story. Before we begin our tale, allow me a moment to tell you how you can cheat the game of time and experience each story a week in advance, as well as other expected stories that will be sent through the ether for as little as a dollar a month on Patreon. You will also be supporting future projects, such as a YouTube channel in which you may product my innermost thoughts and decipher how the machinations of a mad person sees the world and the media we consume, as well as things a little more... lighthearted. There will also be another podcast in the future, a sort of love letter to old radio tales in the form of a murder mystery called The Tarot Killer. This project will be a long while yet, but will arrive sooner the more people that support Patreon. Higher tiers also give bonuses to this pending podcast, such as characters named by you, and even possibly a cameo, as well as free merchandise, as well as it's made, and free art drawn by yours truly. If monthly subscriptions aren't your cup of tea, but you still wish to support these tales, continue to listen, share with other beings that surround you, and consider buying the books in which these tales have found their home. All these are in the description here and with each episode. I hope that you remember me. It has been a while since I've been able to write to you, and I must apologize. I have to make it as brief as I can. I fear that I may have gone too far. It's very tempting to look at them, but you cannot look. You must not look. I know they are staring at me, but as I become more secluded, the less they seem to hide their presence from me. I feel as though it's a challenge. Whatever it is, whoever they are, they know I'm trying to unravel their mystery. They know that I'm trying to learn their mystery. As long as I'm with other people, they don't appear. When I am with other people, shadows remain shadows. I'm currently writing this letter while at a party. There is a lot of noise, and it's hard to focus, but it's safer than being alone. There's something I must do. I've managed to gain an interview with someone. It's the wife from the psychiatrist which died in the woods. He was so healthy, so stable and healthy, she said to me. She had said it many times, in fact. It's been 15 years since the tragic event happened, yet her eyes were fresh with sorrow. I asked her to tell me what her husband said before he left. She said, the usual things. He would talk about his plans and how some fresh mountain air would do him good. It was strange for him to take a vacation, but he seemed so sure it was going to help. She looked down at her drink. I had asked her to go out to a local coffee shop so we could talk. There was something he kept doing though, she confessed. His eyes kept shifting to the side. After I saw the, she paused, her chest heaving. After I saw the journal, I realized he kept looking over to his shadow. Her eyes turned toward me, begging for answers. He knew more about the human psyche than anything. He can determine truth from hallucinations. He should have been immune, shouldn't he? 
No trauma, no human history had ever occurred to make him act like he did. I thought I knew him, but... Her mouth went to her hand and she closed her eyes. I remained silent, giving her quiet praise and hoping she would continue. When it was clear she had finished, I asked another question. Why didn't you go with him on the vacation? I had to work. I've given the police my alibi already. It's confirmed with my time cards. She took a drink from her hot tea, her hands shaking slightly. He said he needed time alone anyway, so he could think. He told me there was nothing to worry about. I drank my coffee for a pause, but she was the first to speak up before I had the chance to. What did you say you were researching again? I told her it was just a personal sort of research concerning similar hallucinations. Have you seen the hallucinations before? I told her I had not. If you find what it takes to see such hallucinations, please let me know. The cabin the psychiatrist had stayed in still belonged to her. I asked if I could take a look. Since police took all that they cared to find, it was no longer under investigation. She agreed to let me into her property, so there I went into the last place the psychiatrist was ever known to be alive. All the window shades were drawn. I turned the light on inside to a nice two-bedroom log cabin. I noticed how barren it looked, for a place that was supposed to be like a getaway. I reminded myself a bunch of things might have been confiscated. I didn't know what I expected to find in the house, but I was desperate to find anything new. This psychiatrist had an experience with the shadow eyes that nobody else had. He had done some research on them, and I was sure that he had to have gathered information, and I only hoped the police hadn't managed to gather all of it. All the mirrors were gone. I hadn't realized it until I went into the bathroom and the medicine cabinet door was missing. There were places on the walls where obvious things were hanged. Some full-body mirrors that were in the two bedrooms were built into the building, and all that was left of them were the mirror frames. I tried to imagine what had happened to them. Did the psychiatrist take them out himself? Were they confiscated for evidence? If they were confiscated, why would they be considered proof? What was on them? If they had not been confiscated, where were they now? The cabin itself was a spacious, toasty place. I marveled at the carved wooden stone. The kitchen looked brand new. The cabin was like a little paradise. So why is it that the psychiatrist couldn't relax in this place? I saw something move at the corner of my eye, in my shadow. I didn't dare look towards it. There were lights everywhere. Every wall socket had a light of some sort hooked up to it. I wondered if maybe the psychiatrist tried at one point to drown out the shadow. I wonder how well that worked out. After finding little to go on, I sat on the living room couch to rest. I heard a light crinkling, and I froze. I bounced a little on the cushion and heard the crinkling again. There was something under the couch. Eagerly, I thrust my hand into the plush treasure chest and was rewarded for my efforts. In my hand was a stack of notes from the psychiatrist. I hurried to look at them, but was immediately let down by his atrocious penmanship. It would take some careful reading for it. It's so bad, it'll be like deciphering a code. I left them at my home, but since I've been at the house, the eyes have been much more restless. That is why I'm here, in a party, writing this. I haven't had time to decipher. I've been too afraid to be alone. I hope it sounds like a reasonable fear. The eyes developed a routine where they show up all the time when I'm alone. I will try to decipher the notes by the next time I write. Until then, don't lose hope.